chapters 7 and 8 are similar to the earlier prophets in their style. These chapters have a very similar message, and Zechariah's words remind us of messages of the earlier prophets. There are four parts to this section, which which runs through both chapters 7 and 8. The first pasuk is an introductory line followed by four parts, which include verses 2 to 3, where the representatives of Babel come to um, the Kohanim with their question. Dalet through Yudalet 4 to 14, Zechariah's answer to the Mishlachat via a survey of past history. Then in Parachet, we have chapter 8, verses 1 through 17, the prophecy of the return of God's presence to Zion and the great happiness which will ensue. And finally, in chapter 8, verses 18 through 23, the Nabi Zechariah answers the question of the Mishlachat of the group from Babel. Bayhi Bishnat Arba Ladaryavesh Hamelech Hayadevar Adunai El Zechariya Bearbaa Lachodesh Hachi Bekislev. And it came to pass in the fourth year of King Darius, the word of God came to Zechariya on the fourth of the ninth month in Kislev. We are sixty-eight years after the destruction of the first temple and two years before the dedication of the second temple. Vayishlach Beit El Shar Etzer, the Regem Melech Banashav Lechalot et Pnei Adonai. And these people named Beit El Shar Etzer and Regem Melech sent a Mishlachat, a group of people, to Jerusalem to ask a question to pray before the Lord. These men were sent to pray to God. Lemor el hakohanim asher lebeit Adonai tzebaot ve'el hanaviim lemor ha'evkel b'chodesh ha'chamishi hinazer ka'asher asitizer kameshanim to say to the priests of the house of Hashem tzebaot and to the prophets saying, Shall I weep in the fifth month? abstaining as I have done these many years. This mishlachat, this group was sent to ask the question of whether or not they should still be observing the fast of Tisha B'Av as now the temple is being built. The question was asked because it wasn't clear what role this new temple was to serve. And they came from Babel to the holy city of Jerusalem with this question to be answered by the Kohanim and the Nevi'im. The Nevi'im, of course, were those who had the word of God in their mouths. The Kohanim, we should remember, were not only servants in the Beit HaMikdash, but their job was to teach Torah. And they were the knowledgeable ones who were in the Beit Din Shel Kehunah, the court of law, which was adjacent, adjacent to the Beit HaMikdash, and the question they asked whether or not they should continue their practices, their mourning practices over the temple, Hinazer, should we continue 
the practice of abstaining from meat and wine as mourners do. In essence, the group is confused as to whether the current Beit HaMikdash that has largely been built means that the days of mourning for Zion are over. We remember that the sacrifices were being offered at this time, and most of the Beit HaMikdash had been built in the period of two years, yet other prophecies such as Kibbutz Galiyot, the ingathering of the exiles, Binyan Yerushalayim, the rebuilding of Jerusalem and the temple to a state of glory, the return of the kingship to the house of Beit David, these prophecies had yet to be fulfilled, and hence the question. And the word of Hashem Sevakot came to me, saying, Emor el kol am haaretz el hakohanim lemor ki tzamtem vesafod b'chamishi u'bashvii v'zeshivim shana hatzom tzamtuni ani. So to all the people of the land and to the priests, you should say, Zechariah tells them, when you fasted and mourned in the fifth month and in the seventh month, all these seventh years. Did you fast for me, says God, even for me? Zechariah is answering in the following verses, verses 4 through 14. He's answering the question of the group based on past history. Their question should not be understood in its narrowest sense of this particular fast or this particular group. This is a much broader question um, about not just the month of Av, but also about all the times of mourning that were observed in Babel to commemorate the destruction of the temple. In other words, the question is, does the current temple nullify all those fasts that we once had? Is the current temple really it? When it says Chamishi in the Pasuk, that's of course referring to the fifth month when we observe Tisha Be'av, Shavi'i, refers to the fast on Gimel Tishrei, Futsom Gedalia, which marked the end of independence for the Jews in Judea. And Shivim Shana, it has been 70 years since Babel has reigned, and Yirmiyahu's prophecy regarding the good that would come to Judah has still not come true. Samtuni Ani, God asks rhetorically, were you fasting for me? V'chi tochlu, v'chi tishtu, halo atem ha'ochlin, v'atem ha'shotim. And when you eat and when you drink, says God, are you not the ones who eat and you the ones who drink? The fasts are like the eating and the drinking morning behaviors, the abstention from certain kinds of foods and kinds of drinks such as wine which were also not commanded by God. Yet these are in the realm of what's known as Geder Rishut, that which is permissible to take upon ourselves. Halo et advarim asher kara Adonai biyad ha-nevi'im harishonim bihiyot Yushalayim yoshevet ushleva ve'areha svivoteha v'hanegev ha-shvela yoshev. Was it not the words that God said through the former prophets when Yushalayim was settled, and tranquil, and its cities were around it, and the Negev, and the lowland, 
were settled. And the word of God came to Zechariah saying, So said Hashem Tzvakot, you should execute true judgment and perform loving kindness and mercy, each one of you, to his brother. Act properly and do what is right. The Almana the Yatom Ger the Ani Alta Ashoku, the Raat Ish Achiv Alta Shavu Bilvavchem. Do not oppress the widow, the orphan, the stranger, or the poor man. Neither shall any of you think evil against his brother, society who need to be taken care of and not mistreated. Bilvavchem, even a thought of wrongdoing unaccompanied by a bad action should not be had. But they refused to listen, and they turned a rebellious shoulder, and they made their ears heavy not to hear. The previous generation didn't listen to God through the Nevi'im. They gave what's called a rebellious shoulder, a katef sararet, as one who doesn't listen to the guide and takes off the provisions that they're carrying on their shoulder and leaves it. V'libam samu shamir mishmoa et ha-Torah v'et ha-dvarim asher shalach Adonai tzevaot berucho b'yad ha-nevi'im ha-rishonim v'hi ketzef gadom et Adonai tzevaot and they made their heart as hard as a shamir in order not to listen to the Torah and to the words of God that he sent through the prophets and there was great anger from God. Shamir is a hard, very hard substance. The generation hardened their hearts like Shamir, didn't listen to the instructions given to them by God. And in verse 13, And it came about that as he called and they did not listen, so shall they call, and I will not listen, said Hashem Tzvakot. Here we have Midah, connected Midah, just as B'nai Israel did not listen to God, so too Hashem did not listen to them. Ba'esa'arem al kol ha'goyim asher lo yeda'um, v'ha'aretz nashama acharehem me'over u'mishav, v'yasimu eretz chemda l'shama, and with a whirlwind, I will scatter them among all the nations whom they did not know, and the land shall be waste after them, with no one passing through or returning. They made a precious land a desolation. And so God had scattered B'nai Israel, and the land became like a desert, with no one coming or going, and the land was barren, all due to their sins.